I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wiseman Say podcast, where we are going to discuss a defeat for Sunderland. Of course we are. They find themselves anchored to the bottom of the championship as we go into the international break. Even the doom merchants didn't think it was going to be this bad, did they? By November. By Bominate. I think being, we all knew deep, bottom of the league of yeah, Bominate. We all knew deep down it would be bad. Not this bad, did we? But we didn't think we'd have we'd be talking about sacking another manager, did we? We thought we had the, the stability and the bag and all that. Jazz, we thought, you know, we need to ban, I think, the, word, I think, need to ban the words to believe. I, think, we even, I think a lot of people are even going, oh, well, you know, if we finish like mid table in the championship, that would be something. At least we'd like win a few games and all that. Games? Oh, God, turn your microphone up, Roy. I haven't turned the mics no, off. No, no. Radio <laughs> professional. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Sunderland did lose again to Middlesbrough and they're still without the permanent managers. So we're going to discuss that. Myself and Gareth are joined in the studio by Rory Fallow, as you've probably just heard. And also Onos, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also Tony Gillen as well for his first appearance on the show. Um, Tony has a column in the Sunderland Echo. Glad to have you along with us, Tony. Thank you. Been How long have you been writing for the Echo now? I've been a fan of your columns for, seems like, a good few years this now. This is my tenth season now. Mm. So, yeah, quite a bit of waffling over the last nine and a bit years, yeah. <laughs> so there's plenty of waffleage to, to be had, isn't there, when it comes to Sunderland? You've got to find waffle after, like, five years of constant depression. You can only say how many... You can only say we've lost in certain ways so many times, can't you? Yeah, like, mm. the first half of that five years is quite, like, positive. It's, like, getting promoted, staying up in the Premier League, but... The not last in, five not in, years, not in the bad way. I've just seen the last five years have been terrible. Oh no, I'm saying it's very much a ten years of two halves. Like the first ten years, <laughs> ten of, years of two halves, five years. You know what I mean? The old cliche. The old cliche when, when it comes to writing. When it comes to writing for the Echo yeah. for ten years. Yeah. The old adage that you're always using yeah. those. That's the name of the podcast episode yeah. sorted out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we did that, but we don't. So, oh, we should do that. We don't. Is it just laziness? Uh, no, it's because I'm a stickler for my ways. So because I started doing something a certain way, I can't alter it now. I'm sure we used to name them originally. But all the episode numbers will be like wrong if I. You can still put the episode number in there. I know, but then the like end. it'll be massive. The uh, yeah, headline will be too big for WordPress. Then. Oh, right, fair enough. You got to think yeah, about these practicalities. <laughs> practicalities like turning the mics up. <laughs> think about it though. The, you know me, and there must be a good reason for why I haven't done something. 
I hadn't really thought about the name of the episodes till now, to be well, honest you know. with you. Well, there you go. I'm sure, I know our listeners are sitting at home think, I thinking even about that. Charlie Nicholas will be sitting there thinking. Yeah. Anyway, shall <laughs> um, do the thing? Which thing? Just talk about the football now. Well, we, we, do I have to? <laughs> can, can we go back to the team selections first? What were people's initial thoughts when they saw that team selection and all those centre midfielders in the team? There wasn't much width with that, was there? It was like when, remember the Poyer game? I was going to say Hull. That's what I thought. I was like, what was it like? Rodwell, Catamull, Bridcut, and I can't remember the fourth one was, but it was that was like a four-four-two as well. At least with this, like McNair seemed to be a little bit more pushed up. And then Don, to be fair, wide looks played well, didn't he? All right, he was quite like good getting forward with the ball. Um, arguably our best player, and we lost a lot when he went off. Mm. Goes off injured, of course he does. Yeah, because that's <laughs> the, look, the look we're having. Did anybody? I'm guessing people. I mean, you were there, Rory, weren't you? Yeah. And people watching in pubs and whatever. How many of us jumped up? Did you jump up, Tony, when Graben had that chance? Because that looked like it was in, didn't it? I'm afraid I did. I think everybody did. The yeah, pub bar was oh, the pub went up. It was the, the lad next to me. I had to tell him he hadn't scored. <laughs> like he was proper celebrating. I was like, mate, he's missed. I was up like I was up. I was like, you know, the half celebration where like you, the yeah or sort of thing that you do. That was <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah, one, that yeah. was me. But he was like facing the other way, and I had to go like, mate, we're lining up for a corner, you know. <laughs> you didn't go full Raheem Sterling in the World Cup. Oh the, no, I don't, I don't think any, anything of it. That no, that no. was like at least thirty seconds yeah, of celebrating. Was, yeah. That was weird. That was yeah. mad, wasn't it? Any other goals you've celebrated that didn't turn out to be goals? Yeah, it's better than talking about the match. Yeah, but I. So I was just <laughs> depressing, not. and I can't even. Do you, do you feel like I, I don't want to be that guy, Tony? But do you feel like would would you some looking away? Because as much as it was a good save by Randolph, he didn't know anything about it. It just brushed off his leg and and went agonisingly wide, didn't it? And you kind of think if you, if he looks out, you looks out. <sighs> well, was that bad luck or was it a bad miss? Um, I'm not a huge. I don't think we've any had any good luck or bad luck this season. To be honest, I think we've got just, what we deserve. When we lost to Nottingham Forest, for instance, that wasn't bad luck. We should have got something out of the game, but then we decided to give away a really, really silly goal in the last minute. It's not bad luck. I like the look. idea that he decided it was well, Brown. And he well, we had it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this game's been boring, let's liven it up, <laughs> see what happens. Um, no, I think, you know, I was trying to think about this, and you know, we maybe had a bit of luck with, well, we definitely had a bit of luck with the Brentford keeper who chucked one in. Um, and he, he had another excellent game at the weekend by Both the look of it from what I saw well, Leeds, yeah, Leeds, yeah. All th- well apart from the <laughs> yeah. last one it was 3-1 at Brentford wasn't yeah. it the first three goals were yeah. all keeper errors yeah, made, well, made on, the, on the other hand if we'd done that you would say that's just ridiculously yeah. bad play you wouldn't say mm. it was bad luck yeah. to say he's incompetent I'm just well, trying we to. Done, just trying we have to, done about the goalkeeper many times I'm trying, to, uh, <laughs> you have. I'm trying to dig very very deep for positives I'll be honest with you um, Reuter yeah, speaking of goalkeepers. Yeah, I guess right. You know, I think you know he's one where maybe he needs a run of games just to get his confidence up. And I think it's the first time this season, which is really sad, where we've seen a goalkeeper. But maybe apart from the whole game and Reuter again, even though some people said he was at fault for the goal, even though it took that deflection. But where the goalkeepers influence the game from a positive perspective, where he's made three good saves in yeah. the game, especially the one from. From Braithwaite, um, when he the second save as well, where he's put yeah. the you know he's put the boot mm. right in his head and he's he's managed to to claw it out, and then a good save from the free kick and some might say it's a basic one, but I know grasping for positives. But Jason Steele against Brentford decides to take a step the wrong way and then and as a result he can't save it. Whereas you look at that free kick that Reuter saves in his feet, he's, he doesn't move until the free kick's been struck and gives himself the best chance of saving it. So. Little things as well, like your starting position. 
I, I like the way that there was times when Middlesbrough knocked balls to the back. I know I'm looking at really small, minute details here, but when they put ball deep balls to the back post and there was nobody there. In recent weeks, Billy Jones has just been heading the ball out for corners and throw-ins and Reuter was in command of that. Yeah. Matthews ducking under the ball, letting the ball go out for, for goal kicks instead of conceding corners. Um, you know, and also at the end of the game where we're on the front foot, where they broke away, but Reuter like pushed right up and yeah, you know, picked the ball up forty yards from goal rather than being really deep stuff like that. I know it all sounds like basic stuff, but these are, we haven't been doing fundamental. It's just yeah. more commanded yeah. stuff that's cost us exactly this season. Needless free kicks and corners and squandering possession like mm. I can't remember well the squandering possession thing is interesting now I know Sunderland very much fizzled out in the second half uh, Hearth? second <laughs> half um, I should not something like yeah. Yeah. Sunderland fizzled out in the second Hearth are you saying Jack Charlton's getting the job the lads the lads behind us Washington shall I go on about them again they, they, they call it a hoyin when the ball goes out for a hoyin <laughs> no a hoyin <laughs> <laughs> that's, like that. that's who a hoyin ref that's what they say <laughs> it's great anyway but, yeah I've got even more I was saying now oh the first wasn't, wasn't great, yeah. Um, but we had a, uh, a conversation, didn't we, on Thursday's show where we where we said we looked at the Bolton game and the goals we scored by keeping the ball, and we we questioned whether Grayson was going against that tactic altogether because he commented on it a lot in pre-season. Yeah, we keep the ball well, but that's not what this league's about and stuff like that. And when you saw. I mean, you know, they needed to move the ball faster. It was quite pedestrian and slow pace. But when you saw the extent in which they looked to keep hold of the ball, that, to me, clearly suggests that they were being told not to do it and discouraged from doing it previously. That was interesting. Don't even know where I'm going with that. It's just not No, you're right. No, you're right. And I think in the second half, we had the problem again where they were just knocking a ball into spaces for for nobody, and we we didn't get going in the second half because we didn't we didn't continue the way we had in the first half. I think in the first half we were the better team. Without a doubt, in my opinion, I thought Millsborough. I mean, again, it's another example of a league where I would say there's a rizzle of paper between the two teams in that game, Rub- like rubbish. Yeah, but if we had a bit more dynamism. You think you're talking about the grab and miss, and three minutes later they score, where Billy Jones watches somebody run behind from behind him in front of him and then score. Or she's tracking of um, or she let passed him well. on to nobody. Terrible. I mean, yeah. But like even Brathwaite there when he's got the ball down that right side, it's not even a. It's a whole football into an area, and Jones has gone to sleep and you know let him score. But I can't remember. We've gone off on a tangent and just. <laughs> but I think there was, about I think one of the main reasons thing. he dropped off in that second half, as we mentioned, and Don got injured, but McNair <clears throat> tired as well, mm. which is a bit of a shame because he was putting himself about quite well um, off the ball. Like off the ball, we were pretty terrible. There was a lot of times our players were just getting in the final third, looking up, and no one was moving. Like Graben was running the channels quite well, but then there'd be no one in the box. And with McNair, Tyron and, and Don going off, we just lost all of our energy costs. I'm sure we'll come on to Catamore and Gibson, but but let's get on. Let's move on to Catamore and, and Gibson. There is this what is his lack of lack of ability, totally lack of fitness. Well, Catamore made no tackles and no interceptions, and yet got books. He's a he's a central midfielder who's defensive. That is shocking. That's absolutely terrible. Like. The like the best thing that happened to Middlesbrough all day was those two injuries we got, force and substitutions, which, which meant Gibson and Catamore both got ninety minutes. Because that centre midfield is that's possibly the worst it's been all season. It's that second half because there was just no energy there. Neither of them could barely string a pass together, and Middlesbrough were just going through them. Like Catamore when he was on that booking, you know that thing he does where he raises oh, his arms hands. all the time. Yeah. 
that he was setting records for that. Like he should have been on stage at like the Palladium or something yeah. like that. The amount of jazz that's going on. There is a wider point though about the fitness levels generally. A lot of people comment on this and thinking what there was a few that conked out. They didn't last the whole 90 minutes. You know, we'll forgive McNair, he's barely played in the last year. But others are visibly wilting long before the final whistle. And unfortunately, we didn't have the luxury of making the substitutions we would have liked to have done. Uh, in the case of Gibson, I don't know why he isn't. Well, he doesn't appear to be fit. And quite well, frankly, probably I just wouldn't pick him. All the boozing and that probably doesn't help, does it? Well... I'm allegedly. not going to comment on that. I've, you know, well, there's no allegedly yeah. about it. He was filmed. Well, he was, he was, <laughs> yeah, he was filmed. You said he was all filmed. The boozing. That was just yeah, one. That was a lot yeah. of boozing. <laughs> given he was filmed video. once, clearly worse for wear after a game. I don't know how much we can read into that. It, it wasn't good, but for whatever reason, he's, he doesn't appear to be fit. He doesn't appear to be fit. You know, if he'd be interested, either. gone of the days. Gone of the days. It was a big drinking culture 15, 20 years ago. So it's relatively recent, but no, not anymore. Not anymore. I don't know, the, the tin brigade. Uh, yeah, might, might might, disagree yeah, might, yeah there might, might be a few theories about that, but I think it, <laughs> those two. Well, I, I do hear a lot of theories of you know yeah. taxi drivers at airports. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. <laughs> My brother-in-law's got a plaster doing his kitchen, and he reckons yeah. this is gospel, and it's a bit of an occupational hazard for me. People approaching me in public, thinking you're just going to immediately print this. Complete gibberish that they've heard from God knows where. <laughs> but uh, then, if you're struggling, not, if you're I used to work at the club at one time years ago, and people assumed that I knew all sorts about. I knew nothing. I used, I knew about the stadium when it was being built, and in those days, I knew how many tons of concrete there were, how many pillars there were, what the schedule was, and I used to speak to, uh, had to speak to you know, the architect, the director, sometimes the project manager. I knew what I was talking about. But getting into a pub and speaking to someone who, well, my mate's milkman, his brother is a forklift truck driver on the job, and he reckons, and whatever I said, no, well, you just believe anything you want. I mean, and it just illustrates the point about stuff you hear about football clubs is almost certainly untrue. I just like how this this really rotten well, rotten core theory was like there's only two of those players left, yeah. so like they get all the blame for everything now. I mean, on, on <laughs> the players that, have, have evolved. The players have evolved that much. On that point, I guess it, you could talk about the Ellis Short interview last week and uh, the the in, the insinuation. Well, not insinuation. Sorry, the flat out refusal to acknowledge that there was any real legitimate bid on the table that. Would have been a good deal for the club in in the summer. You know, he basically said that everything that was printed in the media was wrong. So he's quite possibly correct on that. Though. But exactly, but that's what know. I'm saying. But this that's what I'm was, saying. Kept, this is another thing. People assume that they know things about the the Germans. People people think that El Short can just leave. Like I can walk out of this room. We all know it's not quite as simple as that. We had the Germans. Why didn't he just take the bid off the Germans? That's all they know. They don't know how much it was. They don't know anything about these people. All they know is that they were German and there was more than one of them. That is the <laughs> limit of their knowledge. But nevertheless, that's what Ellis should have done. I don't know, nor, nor does anybody else outside of a, one room, I suppose. I think we, you know, we've always kind of been in the, on the side of the fence where we, we thought that for all the mistakes he's made, we think, like, he'd, if the right person came in he'd sell it to them but I don't think he'd I don't think he'd sell it to uh, you know somebody who couldn't do better than he can and I think to to his credit I think I don't think he would I get the impression that that's not something just you know from the way he speaks and you know I, I really don't think he'd just sell us down the river just to get rid of us 
I don't think it's about money because he's obviously put like an absolute fortune in and got absolutely nothing and he's back. dropping the asking price apparently as well, yeah, isn't he? So, yeah, well, there you go. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> well, that could be a load of rubbish as well. Yeah. Let's hope some of these Nigeria links are a load of rubbish. As well. <laughs> we'll get on to that in a little bit. Any, any more sort of overriding observations from the game? Um, did you see enough to suggest we're going to be all right this season? Or has it made you start to worry now because th- this? Assumption that more Sunderland fans have made that you know we'll start climbing the table when we get our first home win. We'll start climbing the table when we do this and do that. It's like the November international break now, and we are we are anchored to the bottom of the table. I wouldn't say well, we're not anchored. Well, we are because we're, we're bottom. Three, but we're, <laughs> no, not we are anch- we're not anchored. We're <laughs> Acceptable. We're bottom, so we're no. anchored. I think uh, you know the win will get them out of it, out of the bottom three. Um, but where's the win going to come from? And it was very Moyes esque that performance. I just thought yeah. you know, was an opp- there was an opportunity to beat, beat them in the second half. I don't know why they decided they were going to do what they were doing, where they were you know hitting balls into space when they were you know playing through people. I think it was just the players. Do, do, players just in, do you think it was, uh, they just the players left, going off yeah, was that didn't have the ability? Yeah. Catmull and Gibson just weren't able to do it. You even saw when Williams came on. Williams isn't a brilliant player, but at least he was. Getting forward quickly on the ball. Well, they made going that cha- backwards quickly on the it ball. They made that chance for McGeady and... though. Williams getting on the ball and driving forward, and then he played it wide, and it was played to McGeady, which was our only chance of the second half. You're not seeing Catamol and Gibson do that at the minute. You can see why he he's well for all the people talk about promise. You can see why Williams isn't anywhere near, aside from the injuries. You know, getting. In, I know he's popular with Palace fans, but his first touches. 15 yards back every time mm. he runs into the ball like a bull in a china shop and then he's like ran the ball back and then he's got to get his head up turn again and it's like well the move's finished just because you're running around really fast doesn't mean that everything else has happened as quickly but when, but when a team's sitting so deep and you've got no energy in your, at all in your team that does make well, a well I'd have him in ahead of yeah, yeah. ahead of Gibson and Catamore no, I'd have Rodwell in ahead of Catamore and Gibson games, at the minute. Williams needs, he needs games he's hardly played any maybe he'll have a few games and I won't have changed my opinion but I'd rather have a go with somebody who might do somebody mm. than somebody who you just think he won't yeah, yeah. No. and that's, that's I think it was our team selection yesterday was along those lines I think it, starting 11 yeah I think he Again, you've got the problem though. You bring someone like Williams in, you know where you're playing him. I think McNair, although he'll score, you know he's he's he said himself he's more sees himself more as an attacking goal scorer midfielder. But I'd want him at the moment deeper because when he's he came on quality. against Bolton, yeah. Bolton, he Bolton. Got on, Bolton. Yeah, Bolton <laughs> I was trying to say Bolton on the ball. When he got on against Bolton on the ball, he was uh, excellent. You know, we gave us something we haven't seen this season. Someone who in that deeper area mm. in the middle of the park who wants to get the foot on the ball, get the head up, and, and play. Do you think yesterday? I mean, I don't think yesterday told us anything. Away from home, no. we're actually not that bad. We've got six points from seven games. We all know where the problem is. There's also the fact we rarely win at Middlesbrough. Mm. Brian Clough scored the winner in 1962 for Sunderland, and since then Sunderland have won twice in league games. At fifty-five years, really, wow. it's it's not a great record. So for some reason, Middlesbrough get a lot more excited about it than mm. Sunderland do on and off the pitch. Mm. I don't know why that should be. <laughs> I was at one of those games anyway for a nice positive. With Darren oh, Williams header. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we won seven. when we finished on fifteen points, didn't we? We beat them. Yeah, who yeah, we we scored a freak. We got one in the cup we as did. well. 
Mm, it was under um, Steve Bruce. No, O'Neill. I saw a straw there once. Liam Miller scored later on. Yeah. Gareth Southgate was Middlesbrough manager, yeah, and he said yeah. that, well, Miller has put the ball in the only part of the net where he could have scored on <laughs> He accused him of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> was that Led- How dare he? I think Ledbetter got the first goal in that game. Yeah. two minutes. He and did. Then, um, did. That famous photo of Ledbetter scored for Middlesbrough. I did, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah he, he did. He didn't celebrate. Down and scored. Down and get the other one. Down and scored as well, didn't he? Still there. Yeah. Julio getting back in, he could have done a job yesterday. <laughs> Probably. Exactly. Somebody could. More energetic than Gibson. Probably would. Well that that is that is the thing and it's laughable when he you know, a player like that's obviously there purely on He's gone for experience, hasn't he? He's, he's, whether we see it as a derby or not, uh, Stockdale's from Borough, so he probably does see it as a derby game. Yeah, we um, so he's he's picked a side that he thought was experienced and would get through a derby game and handle it and handle that kind of game. I think I could see what he's trying to do. He was just, you know, we've uh, one of our problems is pe- teams have broke us down too easy. Think right, there's four central midfielders. We'll be tight. We'll be compact, and hopefully they won't break through us. But six minutes into the game, that's out the window. You know, and see the initial thinking there. I mean, the, that back four. I mean, they've just seem to find new ways of doing stupid stuff every week. <laughs> and like, I mean, Wilson. He's been dreadful yeah, since he's he come in. I mean, there seems to be this clamour. Well, he's fit now. Going back in. Getting back in. And maybe he's another one who needs games. Yeah. He's not played a lot he, in the last eighteen months, two years. It's a fair years, argument, isn't it? But he looks like he gives the amount of free kick for an experienced defender. Yeah. He just lunges into people all the time and gives. Jones is the same. I mean, the best thing Gibson did all day was clap the Jones because he got rid of him. To be honest, I mean, he shouldn't like wish injury on on people, but Jesus needs must. I I mean I mean he's absolutely toilet, isn't he? Like he can't do anything. He can't trap it. Can't pass it. He's just an absolute donkey and like. You know, when Matthews came on, we instantly looked better. Yeah, I mean, I'm not he was quite good he's getting world, forward, wasn't I'm he? I'm not saying he's a world beater. Matthews is a strange one. I thought he was man of the match against Nottingham Forest. Against QPR, I thought he was not half as good as uh, Billy Jones. Yeah, he was that bad. He had a bad QPR, one, didn't he? he was atrocious. But then he gets, you know, it's one mistake in a he's game out. or a bad game, and that's it, he's dropped, and Jones is back in, who's had 50 bad games, and, you know, this is one of the problems, with, you know, why Grayson ended up in, you know, well, I'm saying he's not going to go to the job centre, is he? But you know, wherever the the merry-go-round, back on the manager, <laughs> merry-go-round. It would be great if a manager got pictured in a job centre, <laughs> an actual job centre. There probably is somewhat A manager will have gone in the job centre at some point, surely. To look for a manager's job, I look for a regular job. Just to laugh at poor people. You don't get all this money when you get sacked. <laughs> Do you think they claim? Can you claim? I, if I'll be very be? surprised. <laughs> No, but you could. Could you legally? Could you? Le- is is the size of your PL no, mean? Got that a certain couldn't. level of wealth in the bank. I don't know yeah. what it is exactly. You're not allowed you, to you claim dual money. Do you not? I wonder if that fellow <laughs> who um, was at Leeds who got sacked from Dave Hockaday, remember? Him? <laughs> yeah, he was only on it. Didn't he? Wasn't he on about twelve grand a year or something at Leeds? Something, it was something daft like that. He was from non-league, wasn't he? I got he got, rude I got the got the job in there. People, people are hankering for that, Sunderland, though. Let's give it, like an unproven well, young manager. Well, Neil and Jones being linked to Well, from right, Luton. what we'll do then, we'll, we'll go away and we'll come back, we'll talk about the manager situation. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, Sunderland are without a manager then, um, I think, thankfully. I don't think the joint uh, managers will be receiving a job offer. Um, You might have worried about that if we went to Borough 1-4-0 or something like that. Um, as, as much as I like that, you know the idea. You know, as much as I like Robbie Stockdale when he when he speaks, I think he speaks well. I think he's tactically aware. Um, I, I think Gareth had a point last week when he's saying, you know, if if you're going to change a manager, you need you, you're going to get to a point where you're going to need somebody else to deliver his instructions on the training ground. Yeah. Fresh voice, I can totally understand that. So I don't think those guys are going to get the job now. Um, I don't get the impression there's, there's, he wants it. There's a sense of there's a sense of worry though, isn't there? That we we've known that Grayson was on the brink for a while, and it's becoming evidently clear to me that there wasn't a plan in place in regards to a replacement at that point. I know, and it's very know. much they're very much just looking around to see yeah. what a, whoever takes You'd the fancy for whatever reason. If if there was a clear plan, then there'd at least be some solid links now. Yeah. But it just changes every five minutes, doesn't it? Like there's. I know there's been this thing about the want an experienced manager, but a lot of younger managers are getting linked now. You wonder how true that is. Um, it's just you wouldn't you wouldn't put your money anywhere, really, would you? At the moment, confidently, where it's going to go, and it's hard to even think as a fan. Who do you want? Like it's pretty uninspiring. Well, you look at it, and you'd you'd be thinking after one win in eleven games, one win in twelve, things. Not getting better, even though they were coming out and saying, "Oh, think, think we're you know taking baby steps in the right direction, getting results, and we had a few draws." But if you're doing your job properly, surely you should be thinking, "Well, if we do have to make a change in a month's time, you know, looking at that international yeah. break in November, say, we should be you know logically you think you made that change then because you've got the two weeks. You know, you go and who's available? Who who would we like? To, what do we? What do we want to achieve if we change the manager? Aside from winning games, what, what, do we, what, what kind of manager what do we get, want? Get the yeah. best out of this squad as Who's well. Who's available? What can we afford to spend on a severance package for a manager if we brought one from a different different club? If we want to do that, or the play, managers who are out of work, what have they achieved, and and what you know would they be interested in coming? Things like that. I'd like to think that the people in charge have thought that way. Um, does anyone think that maybe I'm not saying this is pure speculation that because of the way some results have gone for managers in the Premier League recently, maybe they're thinking, well, let's see if any of them get sacked before we make a move. Do you think someone like Billich would take the Sunderland job? Well, there's there's a few on there's Clement obviously is on under the pump, isn't he? Um, Pulis, uh, and Pulis and obviously and Billich. What I'm saying, but yeah. but then if they be, if they if those people come available, it doesn't matter if they're not going to take it or not. You asked the question. I think the flaw in that is 
is someone like Billy's going to jump straight back into a job as well? Like, but you don't know. But you, ask you don't the know. You ask the question. No, no. If you're I, in, I, if I know you're genuinely interested in him. You ask the question, don't you? And then if he says no, then he says no. But yeah. Well, he, whoever the appoint is, floor, floor, be putting him forward, and I'll tell you the floor. For example, Billich wasn't sacked for no reason. Yeah. Um, and I, I've got my own preferences, but whoever you look down the runners and riders, and there's a, there's a good reason to not have all of them. <clears throat> and in some cases, there's no good reason. There's, have, there's no pros and cons <laughs> in some cases. I mean, don't God Allah Buddha Yahweh don't let it be Harry Redknapp. <laughs> yeah, but um, he's for, not going to come. For example, well, he's had a long association with the He's gone up to Birmingham. He's making his way up there now. Good old Harry would go anywhere without any budget at all. Down the Fairbones. At least he might put some pressure on the the provide some money for some transfers. I guess. Well, take some financial advice off his dog again. Maybe he's available as a dog. Yeah. He seems to be the brains behind the operation. Do, pe- do people want to go down the experience route, or do people like the idea of this young, upcoming proven manager? Uh, un- unproven. Unproven. You know, when extent. Yeah, First like, prove. No, because we, <laughs> we spoke about Hurst, didn't Been we, in the last fridge. week. Yeah. Um, and then is it Nathan... Nathan Jones. Jones from Luton, who was somebody else who it's his first job, but he went there when they were well, struggling. He kept them up. He got them into the playoffs last year. <clears throat> uh, the third in the league this year. So uh, very, very young, uh, the early stages of his career, shall we say? Then we've shall got. We say? Well, we've got the others. You know, Phil Neville. If you believe what you read, said that he's not interested in taking the joining up with the with Moyes at um, West Ham because he wants. He's interested in potentially taking the Sunderland job. Yeah, it is. We could talk forever about this. It really is just a wait and see job. I mean, half the <clears throat> half the stuff you you read and hear is just completely without foundation. And people say things. I would have Kevin Phillips. Well, why? Because mm. he was a good player. <laughs> I don't understand that one. Yeah. Um, Phil Neville th- would would tick some boxes, wouldn't he? In in that uh, they would all tick some boxes. Mm. Yeah. The obvious flaw <laughs> being that he's um, how many boxes are there? How many do you want? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight boxes. How many? How many? How what many? A pass. What a pass! Yeah, uh, the Sunderland manager. What, well, well, Mark, you know, go back to Laurie McMenemy. More recently, Martin O'Neill ticked every box. Did, yeah. what, was the, what was the not to like about Martin O'Neill? He was even a Sunderland supporter. What could go wrong? He was pretty hopeless. Yeah. The, the one, the one fly in the ointment of, of his CV is is Sunland. He was, on the other hand, we've, we've appointed people in the past with no fanfare, like Dennis Smith, for example. Very good. Peter Reid wasn't was a bit of a shrug of the shoulders at the time when he first came. in. Well, he'll do. He's better than nothing. And you, and you know the rest. Uh, but some some managers have come in. I remember Mick Buxton coming in to complete indifference and completely justifying that response. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know. We don't like know. Grayson, actually. I suppose. Yeah, I think it, you know. <laughs> there's a lot of similarities between that sort of three or four year period in the early '90s um, to now. I think. I mean, that was when I first started really, you know, getting into Sunderland at, at that time. And obviously, it was Butcher and Buxton at that time, and it does feel that air about the place. Um, you know the turgid sort of <laughs> drudgery. You know, nil nil with Grimsby. That's one nil home defeat to Southend. Yeah, that's nil nil It's like that sort of that sort of thing. You nil know, nil sounds yeah. classic. Can't keep clean sheets. I mean, like, imagine, wanna, imagine drawing nil nil. If we want to emulate that, basically, what's going to happen is O'Shea's going to take the job as a player manager, and then 
before play Borough at home, he's going to shave his head. <laughs> yeah. And then do the whole, like, we're like, um, what was it? Oh, uh, yes, yes. We're Marines yeah. going into we're battle. We're Marines going into battle thing that he's got to yeah. do. So, <laughs> right, that's maybe. a niche story. Maybe some people know that. Gordon Armstrong was talking about no, that, the Peacock that, was a couple of weeks happened. ago. Um, I've spoken to Lee Howie about that. He was he didn't play that day, but he was in the changing room. The we are going in to be commando story is completely true. <laughs> yeah, Regrettably, yeah. it's but, funny now, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but there'll be loads of stories like that. In I mean, there was the stories about how Wilkinson, but then people have got stories about Peter Reed as well. You know, training for an hour. You know, the most important thing at the training ground became head tennis. It wasn't about yeah. anything else. And, you know, I don't think those stories are, you know, entirely false, are they? I mean, that's the thing. Well, no, people talk about Reed. And you'd watch him play right. head tennis but people, every day. Yeah, but people talk about the, uh, you know, getting Reed back or whatever. It end, like it always ends badly. Unless the manager, like Allardyce, if he leaves to go to England, when's the last time a Southern manager left on good terms and off he went I mean it was probably it was the only one must be Allardyce you I can't remember Ricky Sabrazio that's pushing mm. the point well he, he, I think he just kind of like bottomed out yeah. didn't he we've got away with that one he yeah. knew his limits <laughs> didn't he and yeah. nice guy not everyone exactly wanted Keane to go when he did I know that that's stretching but he it a decided, little bit he decided yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he didn't go he didn't go I know he didn't go I'm like doing really well. Yeah, I'm yeah, doing really yeah. well. I'm going to leave go us off. in a good place. Yeah. yeah, that never ever happens. I just mean in terms of like the, the fan feeling about them. When so a manager is always going to end. It's always going to end badly. It's just how badly he leaves it. And you know, we got relegated the, the season. Reed left, and he, he made a lot of mistakes at the end. I can understand the, the clamour because people want the feeling back, don't they? And I think we definitely need something. I'm not saying we need to go. You know, full. You know. Digging up people, bringing them in, and you know people from the past who've done good things for us, and all that kind of thing. But but again, we, we need Reed, something. For example, and you know Peter Reid then went on to Leeds, Coventry, and Plymouth, where he didn't do particularly yeah. well. And Thailand, and Thailand, yeah, and, Thailand, and the Mumbai do particularly things, well Mumbai Rajis, Mumbai Rajis, I managed them. Mumbai fifty percent win ratio. Roy there, didn't do well at Ipswich. No, he didn't. I think you know. <laughs> There's a cogent case for the next managerial appointment being sorted by a raffle. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you see is wrong. It's like doing all right. Yeah. Like I put some borders in there as well. Martin Bain yes. with a big Tom Bowler in black hat. <laughs> but like all, 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 everyone's season ticket, like a uh, customer number, put all them in. It's like you get a game. Like while while we try and Wait, figure ben, it out. Should just do a vote. All customer. He's a list of managers you're interested in. Yeah. You all them. Um, Fill season out. ticket holder, you get a vote. Yeah, season ticket holder, you get a vote. <laughs> fat ladies, Steve Brute. Exactly. <laughs> we take him back at the moment, though, wouldn't you? Like a manager of that. Oh because my God, yeah. Because when we're talking about the, the names that won't go away, are people like McCoyst and and Walter Smith that type? Because he's it's the idea is and, and again it's cut. It's it might not be found in any any reality, but he's he's friends with them and. He, yeah. he asked Walter Smith to help him find the manager, and he picked. Well, you can't have Brendan Rodgers, so we'll have the second best one in Scotland. Going, you know, I mean, and he yeah, didn't get in. We're not going to be looking at people whose sole qualification would appear to be someone's mate. Yeah, you know, that's that's just not the way to go at all. It could, be, but it could be. And if that could happen, it could happen. This, this always assumes that you're going to find somebody mad enough to come to Sunderland. You know there is there is that way. Just, just, I've I've got my own pref. I'd like Karanka out of what I've yeah, heard. That's yeah, what I would like. I'd like. Um, but well. again, there's no guarantee whatsoever that he, 
you know, how much can I spend? Uh, yeah, same as the last bloke. I don't think he won't come. I know a lad, a borough fan at work, and he suggested that. I mean, he might. I, I don't know how true. I mean, he's got a season ticket, so he should know. But he said when he first came, he didn't. He didn't spend a lot of money. Didn't have a lot of money to spend. Um, it was only later where, and then he had issues anyway. Because really. but he, well, they bought Jordan Rhodes. He didn't even want Jordan Rhodes, yeah. and they bought him for yeah. eleven million quid. All that kind of stuff. So, and he obviously had. Again, you're talking about things that managers do badly or the the negative marks and boxes. You know, he certainly had a few of them in his time in Middlesbrough, but the bottom line is he, he had a team in the playoff final, then the next season yeah. they got promoted. So he knows the league, he got promoted. There are other aspects like when he threw a bit of a wobbler on the training ground and the fact that they couldn't score goals. Even Sutherland yes. scored more goals than, yeah. than Middlesbrough last season. As I say, no no appointment is without its flaws, but I would ask you're quite probably right in saying he wouldn't come, but I would ask you. Ask, ask the question. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's if he wants it, apparently, isn't it? Is that what they're saying, is it? Is that they decided that they would want Apparently, again. <laughs> I can't remember if. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember if we got to that on air or air or air now. Exclusive. Yeah. That's the episode title. <laughs> yeah, Exclusive yeah. content. Yeah. yeah. It's his if he wants it. No, I said that. I'm speculating. I'm speculating. Well, he said. I Do you drive a taxi? I saw your brother yesterday, by the way. He was wearing shorts as well. I would be, wouldn't he? Mental. Yeah, he is. Freezing at the match. Your brother wearing shorts. He's a one off, all right, yeah. But I mean, Karanka said any of the. Like well, the the suggestion is that he'd be interested in talking to Sunderland. I mean, he went. He had a conversation with Birmingham, didn't he? That didn't. He didn't get that job. Cottrell went there, funnily enough, um, the master of our downfall. Well, that's the last probably unproven upcoming manager we appointed, wasn't yeah. it? Because he had a really good reputation. Well, he was, was going to take. Che- it was a Cheltenham, wasn't it? And, and he he, when he came in with Wilkinson, that was a point. Wilkinson would like take us to a certain point, and then he would like Proctor hand over the reins. And rim. Julio Arca both said that they thought Cottrell was actually all right when he was here. And, was, and he did all right. Very much Bristol Wilkinson, City, didn't, didn't he? Then he? <laughs> he got them promoted, didn't he? Pretty bad at Portsmouth, though, wasn't he? Yeah, well. Uh, join a queue. Well, no, they're leveling out, kind of now. Leveling out. Go. Well, yeah. They're always like a championship team, aren't they? Back in the day, yeah. Only one division below now. Aye. But um, I think that whoever comes in, it is going to be a reflection of you know of our due diligence as a club, and I think don't be silly. But that's what it, it is. Whoever comes in, it's going to be right. This is, you know, this is. Who we've picked, and they're going to have to be able, to, they're going to have to be able to justify it. And if they can't, then there's, there's not going to be no upturn of, you know, mood in the stands. You know, the the need, the need to bring somebody in who's going to give everybody a lift, give the club a lift. And if you just bring your mate, if you just appoint your mate, because he's taught you into it in the pub, that it'd, it'd be a really good idea for you <laughs> to give him a got to, two or three million pound contract for, for whoever it is to come in, whether that's selling to buy. Otherwise, it's, it's not really any point, is there? I actually would defend Grayson up to a point in that I think he actually recruited quite well, given the minuscule budget he had. I mean, people complaining about the goalkeepers, I don't know what they were expecting him to come back with. <laughs> he had to get two goalkeepers for no money. I mean, one that can stop shots going near the goal would be like... <laughs> well, I think it's more with Steele <laughs> as well. He spent, he spent Half such a, a, million a, pounds a big steel, amount yeah, of yeah, the yeah. Bre- budget Brentford on him. bought that guy for 
I think it was one and a half million from Southend. I forget his name now. He, he, you know, very considerately flung the ball into his own net against Sunderland. He did something equally yeah, bonkers the other day yeah. against Leeds, who also had a terrible keeper. Yeah. Well, they got rid of you, you Rob Green, you, didn't they? You get what you pay for, and we paid nothing. Well, Rob and, Green and, and was the, available. And the for false free, economy of selling Manoni also got to be mm. called into account. We we know we had to sell Pickford, was skint, but Manoni for two million, false economy. Well, you've got the thing is, or if they replace him with, say, Ruddy, who went to Wolves, who was available for nothing, or even Rob Green to an extent. Randolph? Wasn't Randolph a free as well? Uh, no, I think thing? it was five oh, million. Oh, of course. Jason Keaton's not getting a game at the moment. Robert Green is one of them. Uh, Tim Krull's another. But they've got about ten goalkeepers, haven't they? And each was trying to buy more in the summer. Really. So, you know, maybe one of <laughs> I was them. Just talking about between now and May. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of them, uh, I'm sure, you know, what. One could you put ten goalkeepers in at one time? Might well, have a chance. Could, might yeah. have a chance. David James up front again. We do pay a lot of people out of position. <laughs> well, yeah, we do. That doesn't stop most managers, to be fair. <laughs> Strikers on the wing. But I think that's why Karank is kind of appealing to go back to like the f- the f- pros and cons. Karanka does seem to be a bit fiery and a bit mm. stubborn, and we do kind of look like we need that. I'm not going to go too much into Paolo Di Canio territory, but he maybe would tell a few where to go and I don't think he'd have much of a problem selling to buy um, and yeah he might have some fallout but if it, if that's say with someone like Kone and it forces them out of the club might not get a great deal of money for him but you can get 5 million quid in and spend half of that to get you know another decent centre half in maybe another striker um, and I think he'll organise us defensively as well I know we looked a bit more organised on Sunday but that's what we need I think the goals will come still through Grabbing, I know he's missed that sitter, but really good record in such a poor side. You got what more? McGeady, I know, is on a bit of a bad run of form, but I still think he'd pop up with goals. Hopefully, McManaman will get back in there. And I think the team kind of team we've got would play to the strengths that Karanka likes to play as well. He likes to get sort of like inside forwards. I know what more wide's not ideal, but if he's cutting inside, he's going to cause bother. McManaman can do the same. McGeady obviously can do the same. And then grabbing as your striker. He's probably got the. The, the similar sort of players to replicate what he did at Middlesbrough. Exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. In, the, in that, especially in the midfield. I mean, he had to, he played the two defensive midfielders, didn't he? Clayton, Forshaw, yeah. and Andor Ledbitter, the two. And yeah, then he, he had, didn't play much last season. No. Yeah. And then he had the the um, obviously you had Ramirez and Downing people like that, and it, you know the people like McGee, you'd probably say McGeady and Ramirez are similar type players, you know. McManaman down similar well back in the yeah. day maybe but you know there's there there are similarities there you could replicate the the system um that that's in place that he had in place um and that it proved effective they didn't concede I think the problem would be that eventually people would get sick because people would be like well I don't like this kind of football yeah you saw with didn't you it would be, yeah. very, be very similar it's it the be. style of play like would even be. with what we're talking about the way of the wingers and stuff like that it's exactly yeah. what Poyer no, like to it do it would be similar it would be similar it would be built on a solid base and slow build up um, but that's what we were trying on Sunday for that first half we look mm. quite good if we can just get a bit of movement there I hope a bit of joy is going to come out of it but I think going down the <clears throat> up and coming manager route I think the summer was the time for that if you're ever going to do it I think the situation's looking a bit too dire mm. now to chuck someone in like that I know Karanka's not exactly been managing for like 15-20 years mm. but he knows the league to use the cliche we used about Grayson 
but you wouldn't want to promote someone like Heckenbottom or Hurst. Who... Heckenbottom knows the league, doesn't he? Maybe been in Norse League. He's been managing his third season or something, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if if Swansea sacked Clement, and I think he would jump to the top of my list if he became available because he did quite well. He turned it down once when we had something sort of, some sort of budget there as well. Did he? I can't remember him turning it down. But I'm just saying, you know, that, that seeing all this stuff on there, you know, know, people. He did well. He did well. Um, he's just trying to pretend you. Yeah. Just trying to pretend you're that person that uh, just throwing loads of them so that gets lost. The start the program, See what I can get again. in the paper tomorrow. <laughs> no, but you, he'd be, you know, he did bizarrely sacked by uh, Derby for being in the top six. Yeah, but because it wasn't part, this wasn't the plan to be in the top six. I think was the yeah, message. So you, saw, you're overachieving, so we're yeah. going to sack you. But I think it does go back to There's something I just though, non-football related. Mm. That wasn't it. it. Does go back to the? I know you. Yes, you still ask the question. He's not going to get sacked from Swansea and then come straight to Sunderland. He's going to at least bide his time a little mm. bit and see if a slightly better job comes up. Is anybody he's... anybody remotely optimistic that this is going to get announced fairly quickly? We're now we head into the international break, or do we think no. it's going to go on and I think on? I it's and going on to and be on. next week at the earliest. Yeah, I think they said they're not in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah. Break that cord down two, means I've got a clue what I'm doing. Next game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what that means, isn't it? Does De- that one for do you? Do you think there'll be a manager in place for the Millwall game? Oh God, it's got to be. Has Surely. to be. Yeah. I, I would think so, but then again, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm going to say don't. Put a large sum of money on it. I'm going to say no. Because if they say if they say if they don't know who they want today, and it isn't, say it was going to be a, a Karanka. Surely on Wednesday, if they thought about it, they're going. Well, he's out of work. At least we can talk to him, mm. have a conversation, so it sounded out things like that. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing about Phil Neville, actually, before I wrap it up, is that out of all the the people who trot out the usual cliches about Sunderland or it's an impossible job for any manager, you know, it's you know unmanageable, um, you know, the it's, there's common denominators, the club, it's not the people who go there, all the managers go there and fail, it's how going to be the manager's fault, all that kind of thing. The only person actually who did come out and speak positively about it in the aftermath when Grayson was sacked was Phil Neville on Radio 5 Live straight after mm-hmm. the game. Um, kind of Charlie Adam backed him up a little bit afterwards, but Neville just came out and said, well, it's not it's not a rubbish job, it's a brilliant job with the, everything that's in place at the club, saying the teams are nowhere near where it should be in the league and all it needs is somebody to go in and get hold of it and, and do the right things to make it successful and he's one of the only people who've come out in the wider media and without trotting out the usual rubbish yeah. which we'll hear loads by the way this week because West Ham obviously yeah, yeah. going to appoint Moyes so all we'll ever hear about is how that can't shouldn't be on his record because nobody could do a good job at something I do, I do like every time a manager gets sacked all the other managers say it's a terrible decision Yeah, and then the replacement oh he's great he fits like a glove yeah. every appointment's great and every sacking's really yeah. stupid well, Holloway was on going like oh I don't really know what they're expecting mate. They've got a manager. We've won one. In, union, we've won one in fourteen. Like or one in fifteen, even. I mean, how can that? You can't defend it. No. And I agree. I, I put the question out about you know have we sacked him without a plan? And people saying well you couldn't keep Grace, and I agree with that. But my my view would be the thought process about appointing a manager when the form we're in should we should have been weeks ahead of the game. Um, like we were with Advocat when we brought him in um, because obviously they were preparing 
and you know it's it's all the managers know that when the job's under under scrutiny that there'll be somebody else waiting being sounded out or whatever I mean look at Moyes going people were talking about Moyes joining West Ham before yeah. Yeah. the game even at the weekend weren't they yeah. so um, yeah we I think um, you know we, we all know it happens and just obviously we we don't we have it, we do it very quietly um, or we don't do it at all yeah which one do you think it is probably the latter probably unfortunately the latter. <laughs> thanks for listening Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.